Uh, see what happens when you don't set things up for a while. <laughs> G'day everyone and welcome to tonight's coverage of the AFL Draft for 2021. I hope you can all hear us now. Please raise your hands if you can hear us. Thank you, Francis Greenslade. Uh, hopefully people uh, can just put up well with me while I just get myself organised here because uh, it's been a bit of a rush to get home in time to get this going. I'll just set up the Discord thing. And I'll welcome in Peter. Come in, Peter. When you're ready, Pete. While we're doing that, let's play the intro. Get on with it, shall we? Here we go. <laughs> We're away, mate. We're away. Oh, my God. How are you going, Pete? Really um, well, mate. How are you? something going on with this as well. See what happens when you don't do it for a while? <laughs> I know. Sorry, a can bit you out of practice. Now? <laughs> oh, shit. I can't bit even... bit out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, you know why? Because my bloody headphones aren't plugged in. Christ, what a disaster. Pretty... Hang on. Pretty scientific stuff. How about now? Yeah, it sounds good. Oh, beautiful. I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. How are we going, everyone? Welcome to Tuesday Night Live. Uh, obviously, uh, we're all a bit rusty here, <laughs> considering it's been a few weeks. Peter, how are you doing? Really well, mate. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. As I said, a bit rushed and a bit flustered, but uh, we will get there and we've got a bit of time to set ourselves up anyway, so uh, we've got about 30 minutes before before the draft kicks off. Um, now, Pete, I'm sure you will join me just at the moment in, first of all, welcoming everyone who's joined us on the Discord chat and also on YouTube on the chat there. G'day to everyone who's joined us. Hopefully we'll get a few more in as the night goes on uh this will be a fairly loose sort of format i think um depending on how things go but um feel free to have your say have a chat um either in text on discord or youtube or don't forget you can join our live studio audience uh on discord actually come in and have a uh, an audio chat with us as well so Pete, I'm sure you will agree that uh, our best wishes need to be extended to Macca at the moment. Absolutely. So uh, Macca, who was going to be on tonight, had a bit of an accident uh, during the week and uh, has suffered a bit of an injury and uh, currently getting looked after by the Crowcast medical crew and uh, we'll be back on deck, hopefully, for our Sunday night wrap-up of the draft. But in the meantime... Um, we send our best wishes both to him and Mrs. Macker as well. 
great to see Nikki and Donkey on the chat. Fantastic. Some Procast yes. stalwarts. Absolutely. So, Pete, while I'm busy just getting myself together, give me your view on how you think this might pan out this evening. Oh, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I was just um, on the yeah. chat a few minutes ago, Fane, just talking about the fact that Anna just has that little bit of a feel that um, you've discovered your Christmas presents before Christmas Day and you know what you're going to get and um, so there's nothing really to unwrap. Um, so yeah. it's got that little bit of a feel about it, I think, with the um, with, with Josh Rochelle and, and, you know, if we pick him at six. Um, I guess, look, I think honestly what we've all turned up for tonight and what we're all probably waiting for is to see whether there is any... Um, you know, pick swaps, or any trades, any twists and turns. There's some talk today about the Richmond pick seven and fifteen for four and thirty-three. So I guess that you know, there's uh, that's probably the main source of interest. But um, oh, look, mate, there's every chance that we'll just flick over pick six. They'll say Joshua Shelley, and you know, we'll all go home. Um, so, and that's no disrespect to Josh. I think you know, he's uh, obviously looks like he's a. Mm. A really, really good player. But there was a comment that I just made in the chat, Fane. I'm interested in your views on this because I think that you have got some views. And that is that I feel like there's a lot of excitement around the Victorian players this year. And, gee, I, I don't think they've played a whole lot more games than they played last year. A few, definitely. Yeah. But some developmental issues, do you think? Well, look, Potentially? Just, I've posed the question a couple of times. And I, I hark back to last year where... Um, uh, clubs were very wary of the Victorian crop um, simply because of the disruption to their season, um, etc. And, uh, you know, we're now two years in uh, to the COVID disruptions to the Victorian junior system in general. Um, and, you know, these guys have had limited game time. And, yes, you know, they put on some good showings in the uh, in the championship games that they played, some of these lads, but... I put to you how many Victorian kids from last year's draft crop have really kicked on in the twelve first in the first twelve months uh, with their respective clubs. I can't think of too many. No, probably um, Nick Cox had a good year at um, yep. at Essendon, didn't he? But yep. um, you know, it's it, it's it's fairly limited, really, um, mm. other than him, and so. I mean, really, you know, we're talking about, the, you know, the kids there, had, they had, what, maybe four or five NAB Cup games and one interstate game. Sorry, one champs game, which was a, a country versus Metro game. So really, that was it, as I understand it. I don't think it was... So it's not, it was not a lot, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, and, you know, I mean, first of all, it's not a lot to actually get a real read on those kids. Ooh. Pardon me. Uh, not a lot to get a real read on those kids. But secondly, you just feel like developmentally, uh, it puts those kids behind the eight ball. And, you know, there's been a lot of hype this year and a lot of talk about a top four and then it flattening out really quickly. And, the, and that top four, I think, is, first of all, obviously, Jason has had exposed form and there's no argument about his, his yep. uh, standing. Um, but amongst the the rest of the top ten, there's not a lot of exposed form, and I think any pick uh, this year is a bit of a risk. And to me, it's not a bad draft to bail out of if you're a South Australian or Western Australian club, 
uh, certainly out of the first round and get some value into next season's draft if you feel there's some uh, value to be gained, you know, second and third round. Yeah, and look, as you well know, Fane, we've had those discussions off here, and you, uh, as you well know, I'm a, I'm a real G for getting more into next year's draft than this. Yeah. Um, for that exact reason, and I just, yeah, I just think that there is such a, uh, there's such a, um, an excitement surrounding Victorian kids, and I think that, you know, once they once they hit the park, even just for a few games, everyone just wanted to, you know, really, you know, talk them up. Um, so, anyway, uh, we'll see, and no doubt that the first round tonight will be dominated by the Victorian kids. I think that everyone's keen after what happened last year, keen to have a, you know, get their get their Victorian kid. But um, and look, you know, let's be perfectly honest. Whether it be population or whatever it is, you know, the majority of the top players come out of Victoria, and that's just a mm. you know statistical yeah, fact. That's just numbers. So yeah, it's just that's just a numbers game. And so you know, uh, recruiters will be keen to get their hands on them. And uh, but it will be interesting next year or over the next couple of years to see how they develop and whether you know we've got a second year of um, uh, of impacted kids. Yeah. So I guess you know, leading up to it. Uh, all and uh, we will be playing a little bit of the coverage in the background unless YouTube decide to uh, uh, slip a copyright ban on us or something. Um, but leading it up up to um, it all, I still think there's a rabbit to be pulled out of the hat. To me, the the narrative around Joshua Shelley um, is almost unheard of in terms of. The Crows. Uh, I think Hamish mm. actually came out and said there's only been one time uh, that he's been there where they've actually told a player they're going to take him if he was there at their pick, and that was Phil Davis. Um, and I just feel like, I just feel like there's a lot of smoke and maybe a, a few little bits of cloak and dagger stuff going on amongst clubs to try and suss out maybe what other clubs uh, are looking to do, mm. flush out their preferences. What do you think? I think it's absolutely correct. I think what I think what tends to happen is that do you, do you remember the old days? And when I say the old days, probably only five, ten years ago, when um, there was that bloke. What was his name? Was it was it Matt Bergen? Someone Bergen? Oh, yeah. Bergen he, or Burgess or something? Yep. Yeah. Used to do a mock draft. Yep. And that was the only one. That was the only one there was. <laughs> now, I mean, if you if you have access to social media, you know, there's a hundred mock drafts. So you have a whole lot of amateur draft watchers who are who wanted to, you know, put their mock out on social media. And it's not easy to do a mock draft. Do you know what I mean? You've got to sit down and... and so then what happens is, you know, you get to Adelaide at 16. Oh, that's easy because it's Rochelle. Or yeah, Shelley. exactly. Yeah. And so the next person that does their mock draft, oh, well, everyone's got Rochelle going to six. So, and, and then it becomes easy. Then I can worry about the next pick. Exactly. So I don't, yeah. to, I, don't, I don't actually have to expend much mental energy in trying to work out who Adelaide are going to pick. And so all of a sudden, you've got 100 mock drafts with Rochelle, and it becomes fact. Yeah. It becomes fact. Um, but I, I think that um, one of the... I think probably, Sorry. you know, some of the some of the giveaways in terms of, of hearing Rochelle himself interviewed, uh, no question that he has put out there that Adelaide have shown a lot of interest in him. Mm. Uh, I think that he's definitely, you know, on our list. Um, otherwise, I don't think he would have said that. But he's been pretty strongly linked to GWS as well. <clears throat> um, and I think there was another club who was Fremantle 
was the other club who were pretty strongly linked to Richelieu as well. So yeah. we're not the only club. No, nor should we be. But, you know, are we going to... Let's face it, at this stage of his career, what he's shown is that he's a highly skilled uh, X-factor small forward. Now, I think at the beginning of the season, halfway through the season, probably Mm. two months ago, if you'd have said what we're going to do is take a um, a 180-centimetre small forward, people would have strung you up. Well, well, your your site would have crashed. It would have we would yeah. have melted down. Yeah. So you know, uh, why now? Why why is it now? Whoops, sorry, people. Um, why is it now that we um, we're in the situation where he's the preferred target? I'd love to hear people's um, um, comments on Discord and YouTube about that because look. I certainly rate Rochelle. I think he's a great player. He's a great prospect. Um, and we all know that the, the mantra is that you pick on need and all that sort of carry on. Uh, I get that. Uh, sorry, pick on talent in the first round. I get all of that. But I just wonder whether that's the right move for the Adelaide Crows. What do you think? Yeah, and I think what tends to happen as well is, is that we get a, a lot of... Um, confirmation bias comes into it and as an example you know i read a lot of oh well you know uh, he can run through the midfield because you know he was the um mm. uh, under 16 big country um mvp mm. as a midfielder now as you all know fane i'm pretty heavily involved in junior snfl junior football yeah and let me tell you uh for a fact that if we've got a kid who is, you know, an outstanding midfielder in under 16s, we ain't he ain't getting shifted forward in the under 18s. No, uh, that's not going to happen. So he's just going to continue on that trajectory through under 18s. Okay, so it quite often happens the other way around, um, where. You've got a really, really a kid that who's a really, really talented um, forward at under sixteen level, and we had, I know my club had one this year, and so the immediate, you know, okay, we're, we're happy to, we only had a what a six a six game season this year for under sixteens, full season yeah. next year for under the SNFL, yeah, as a side story, but we had a very, very talented, you know, medium forward who was outstanding mm. um, for us in those six games. What do you think is going to be happening with him next year at under-18s? Yeah. He's going to be pushed into the midfield. Exactly. Exactly. Um, He's not going to be... But it it doesn't happen the other way around, is what I guess is the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, no, that's right. And that's, I guess, why I'm just thinking that there might be something a little bit out of left field. Um, I just feel like it's it's too stitched up at the moment. Everything seems to be too cut and dried amongst all the mock draft and phantom draft, um, you know, pundits. And it really works out that way. Yes, we've got two father-son yeah. picks. Yes, we've got a very open uh, field after the first, you know, let's call it four picks, really. Um yeah. But really, 
I think that actually lends itself to some argy bargy. We've seen Hawthorne interested in uh, young Matthew Johnson. Uh, Richmond have shown some interest in uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But there's just been some names bandied around over the last twenty-four to thirty-six hours that make you think that there's something afoot. And um, uh, let me just see if I can find that kid that. Hawthorne, uh, Richmond were talking about. Was it? It uh, wasn't a miss, was it? Uh, not sure. I think they were pretty into Josh Ward, weren't they? Ward, that's who it was. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, I think there's a lot to go down. Hawthorne, Fremantle, Richmond, I think, are the wild cards in the, in the yep. first round of the draft. I think they've got some stuff to talk about. Um, Frio might get a bit spooked about Erasmus and feel like they want to move up. Um, you know, interestingly, Hamish hasn't ruled out all the way through. Uh, every interview hasn't ruled out trading pick four. So we're clearly open to options. Um, yep. It's just a matter, I think, of whether they can uh, pull it off. Um, you know, uh, whether they have the, the right deal, the right suitor, I guess you'd say. Um, to be able to get us what we need uh, whilst fulfilling what they need as well. So, I think uh, Hamish has certainly made some really interesting comments in the last week in relation to Messiah Wanganee Miller. Yeah. I mean, he's... First of all, he's talked about him in the same breath as Horn Francis and Callio. Yeah. When he's talking about the, at the top end of the draft, he mentions Horn Francis, Callaghan, um and, and then he, and he mentions Wanganee Miller yeah. in the same breath. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting. And then, but he also, and then he also says he, he, he rates Wanganee Miller as a, as a top 10 draft pick. That's a very so, interesting comment because no one else really has, have they? No, no one else has. And so it's really interesting that Hamish has been, you know, um, talking, uh, really talking up desire yeah. in, in the last week. Um, and as everyone who follows this cast knows, he's my hope for our yeah. uh, first pick. And you know what? If you picked him at six, I wouldn't even turn a hair. Um, and I know that people think he's a little bit, you know, he's a little bit out than that. But if I, Fiend, I'm, I'm a big one at the moment, like on exposed form. And you've got a kid here who's played a lot of league football and reserves football this year, reserves grand final. He's played three state games. So you, you, you know what I mean? You've got and some the, serious exposed forms. And, and the knockabout, Isaiah, has been his contested work. and That's yet, bullshit. And yet we've pulled out stats, and you pulled out stats a while back, uh, regarding the amount of contested ball he yep. wins. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, in the grand final, we had, I think it was six tackles and three uh, clearances. Uh, they didn't yep. show, I didn't, couldn't find any contested possession, but he's not shy. He goes when he needs to go, but he's naturally an yep. outside player. He's naturally the end of the chain, the silk, the delivery end of the forward line. And Absolutely. as far as I'm concerned, he's actually the perfect player. The only, the only issue I have with him is the same issue that I had with Wayne Miller, coincidentally, and that's his body size at AFL level, whether he can run through the midfield um, effectively for his body size. Yeah. Look, they've well, got to put some, some weight on him, but he's, he's mm. 188. He'll probably push up to sort of 180. So he's 188. 
you know, probably ends up 189, 190. So he's yeah. that big midfielder that people are crying out for, and, yeah. know, and funnily enough. Yeah. But he needs right. some, he, obviously he needs some body size. He's not, you know, he's pretty, pretty light. Yeah. But that so can be, just... you know, how I many can, he can put some weight on. Um, so he is very, there's no doubt that he's very, very skinny. But yeah. uh, I've seen enough of him, Fane. He's, had, he's played a lot of football this year, a lot of football. He, um, I think I've mentioned to you, I mentioned earlier in the year, he's one of those very, very unusual players in that the game slows down for him. Yeah. Um, and I've always said, it doesn't matter what sport you play, it doesn't matter whether it's football, basketball, what it is. If you're a player, cricket, if you're a player that has a lot of time, you're a good player. Time Absol- is everything in sport. Absolutely. And look, when you consider the reasons people are giving for us to uh, recruit Josh uh, Rochelle, 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 um, aren't they the same reasons why you would rec- recruit Messiah? Mm. It's all about X factor. It's all about uh, value for possessions. It's all about oh. being able to, uh, you know, create scoring opportunities. Aren't they the reasons that yep. uh, that is rated highly? And I tell you what, they so the thing is, Fane, is that they, you know, you talk about. I mean, everyone talks about Nazar as being the best kick in the draft. Yep. Now, there's a hundred other kids there, who I guarantee you would have great kicking techniques as well. Okay. Yeah. But but who amongst them at AFL level or senior level has the time to execute? That's what yep. it comes down to. Yeah. Do you have the time to execute your skill? Can you, you do you have the time and the composure to execute your skill? And the thing with Nazari is you watch him play, he just he just dances around. He just, everyone everyone just stays off him. He's got all this time, and so he just delivers. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I so he you know he he he's someone that I, I would love. And I think that you know he'll be a real miss if we if we don't take him, but you know, um, and this bullshit about oh you know, he's too outside. I mean, get some vision and have a look at him play. Well, and that's the bottom line, isn't it? A lot of people are basing them basing their comments off some very limited um, uh, footage, uh, YouTube packages, all that sort of stuff. I mean, you've seen him a bit. I've seen him a bit. Uh, I don't have any drugs. Well, what, 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 what are the packages going to highlight, do you reckon? Well, they're going to highlight his delivery because that's his strength, isn't it? So he's going to be out on his own? Yep. And he's going to be delivering the ball. That's what they're going to look exactly, at. Exactly right, Peter. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, you know, it'll be what it'll be, but I'm desperately hoping that we do something um, to, to snap him up. That's my hope anyway. And that's... Look, I'm not going to have a crack at Josh Rochelle because he, you know, he's, he sounds like a great kid, and anybody, like anybody that can work themselves in, in, into the national squad for one sport, yeah, whilst also maintaining elite standards in another sport, has yeah. total respect. Yeah, like how can you possibly be in the bloody Australian under seventeen soccer squad and then still be good enough to be? I mean, that's just blows my mind yeah um, and so he's a talent and let's not forget too as jason horn there's just on the coverage in the background for those people that are watching on youtube looking fairly chilled um sitting i don't know who he was sitting there with but uh, obviously he'd be fairly comfortable with life at the moment um but you're right peter he's one of those blokes that when you're at school is a kid that could play 
you know, he'd play A-grade cricket, opening the bowling and, you know, hit 100 when he comes into bat, opening the batting, and then he'd, he'd play uh, play centre in the in the ones in the in footy season. Kids. Yeah, and you just want to, you just, it just annoy you. <laughs> I used to hate those kids. I wasn't that kid, that's for sure. Never mind. Um, so you know, so, if we get in, make no mistake, I'm right. You know, I'm right behind him and, yeah. and all the rest of it. But you know, I have, and nobody, nobody has asked the question. And I have a fundamental issue that nobody has asked the question uh, of him or of anybody as to why he was an MVP midfielder in under 16s, mm. and he that translated to being a small forward in under under 18s. Yeah, yeah. I want well, that question answered. Well, I think it's simple. I, I think it's simple. He didn't have mm. the build for a midfielder. Mm. Didn't didn't have it, Peter. But suddenly, where the confirmation bias comes in, and what, what we're saying is, oh, well, he played midfielders in under sixteen, so he'll be able to play midfield for the Crows at AFL. Yeah, that's but, right. You know, because it, because it fits the narrative. It fits the narrative. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's uh, move on from that. Uh, there are obviously some other people uh, in the frame. Finn Callahan uh, talked about for a while. Um, oh, Anzac's telling me to fast forward. We'll be a little bit behind on the coverage. Oh, we are too. Look at that. Let's just get to the end of that. Let's just. What's going on here? See if we can get Gil's uh, rhetoric on here. Of which the draft is the culmination. NAB's support of the AFL and these programs allows young players to realise lifelong dreams of becoming professional footballers. No, we don't care about it. Tonight, that dream becomes we don't care about it, Gil. a reality for a select group of young men <laughs> from around Australia. So thank you to NAB. Now I welcome the Chief Operating Officer, right. Les Matheson. Now we're going to hear from Les. NAB has proudly partnered with the AFL oh, since shut 2000. Up. Shut up, Les. Anyway, um, Finn Callahan obviously was linked to us for quite some time. It's looking more likely that he doesn't get to us. Yep. Um, you know, uh, we've got Mac Andrew, who I think is a great talent, um, yeah. uh, but likely to go Gold Coast, I think. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, GWS, who we thought might ta- be into Gibkiss for a while, uh, will you would think take Callahan despite having nine hundred and fifty-five thousand midfielders already. Yep. Um, is there oh, if we, if we do sit it at uh, the four pick, disregarding the two bids, if we do sit at the four pick, and it's not Rochelle and it's not Messiah, could you see someone like a Josh Sin? being reached for it at uh, four slash six, Peter? Uh, I think that, that throughout the course of the uh, draft discussion, we've also been linked to Ben Hobbs, who may yep. be a more um, likeable pick at, at six. Josh Sin seems to be out towards that sort of 12 to 15 kind of mark with Messiah. Um So, yeah, I, I think probably... Interestingly, Josh Sin is the other one that we've been pretty heavily linked to. Now, if let's just well, let's just play, you know, yep. Oop, we're away. We're away. We'll just uh, 
prestige, but also have this sitting in the background so that we. Uh, yeah, so I've got it we, on. Yeah, it's coming through on the cast for those people who are uh, who are listening on YouTube. But we've got to be a little bit careful there, so I'll just keep the volume. To- Falling down a little bit. Of work goes into the um, take this one spot. Uh, all the talks about Richmond seven and fifteen. So I mean, mm. if, we, if we get yeah, and we so we end up with pick nine, then maybe yeah. we're happy to bend that on the desire. But will Sim get through to fifteen? Yeah, seventeen. Particularly over the last three to North are uh, in the frame. Four minutes left. Well, why? I mean, they, why are they taking forty-five seconds to call Jason what? Horn? <laughs> if, you, if you're Jason Horn, prices what, what you want is them to call that name in the first five seconds at four fifty-nine. What are they doing? Change the working out whether they want to bid on Dacos, maybe. Well, surely they would have worked that out. North take, PJ Crow's in the chat. North take Ben Davis, Adelaide. <laughs> it's weird. Now, they're now on... How long do they get? Five minutes. Five minutes. They're down to three. They're taking a minute and ten seconds. Yeah. This will dominate the pages tomorrow. <laughs> what are they waiting for? Come on, you've had like two weeks. What are you doing to the kid? Just honour him and just call his bloody name and just yeah. say, we want you. And Jeez, how long did it take Hamish to call bloody Riley Philclop after, yeah, after he'd had his bloody bid? Which oh, weird. Tra- so trade for God's sake. Oh, I've got a trade. You're not serious. No, but it's not north. It's not north. <laughs> oh, my God. I had a heart attack, man. That's outrageous. They should be allowed to do that. They should not be allowed oh to do that. Oh, my God. I, don't I thought have they had to wait until the pick before they traded them live. That's oh, weird. someone someone from the North Table's on the phone. That's what I like. What's going on? <laughs> they're, they're trolling Adelaide supporters. That's all they're doing. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. See, I actually thought we were... I actually thought we were a bigger chance of um, trading for pick two. I actually thought we might have got a, a look at pick two. Um, donkeys, uh, donkeys on, donkeys on the. He's he's got him. He said it's typical AFL stage managing donkey. Probably right. They're just creating a bit of stir and a bit of drama, which I've completely fallen for. I've taken the bait. <laughs> you just about had a heart. Attack. I just about had to call triple zero. <laughs> Well, I've upgraded my white wine to a bourbon now. Oh, God. Actually, that's a good idea. Uh, Pete, can you talk for a minute? I'm just going to go and get something a little bit more uh, appropriate for the evening. Won't be a moment. This is astonishing. And whether it be, I don't know whether it's stage managing from the AFL or what's going on, whether they, I mean, it may well be they're considering the bid on Dacos, I don't know. Or are they just sitting there saying, well, I just wonder whether Adelaide will just come up with, you know, the farm and just allowing a little bit of time because by delaying it for a few minutes, maybe Adelaide start thinking, oh, you know, maybe we're a chance. Fane, could they be doing it deliberately just to, just to see if Adelaide does come in with something massive? Yeah, but they didn't initiate the trade. 
you have to uh, you have to come up with so the clock doesn't restart for that trade so they're at one minute they're at one minute what what's going on here are they trade is in come on don't tell me this is happening this will be no this is north melbourne western bulldogs so kevin everyone's just getting their ducks in a row they are, and gee, to think it's 20 years ago we had our super draft and we're talking about this that is, for a long time. We're uh, talking about this draft too for, for different reasons. Uh, <laughs> What's going on? 45, 45 seconds he left. He just retired a couple of years ago. What a great selection he was. You're behind. We're down to... Th- oh, pick is in. Here we go. With that first pick, that debate went for three or four months at the time. And... Well, North Shut up, Shane. Here we go. Every moment of their time as we head back to Gil McLaughlin to do the honours. With pick one of the 2021 NAB AFL Draft, North Melbourne Football Club have selected Jason Horn Francis. Oh, Scudder. the dream's over. The dream's over, Peter. What a moment for Jason yeah. Horn Francis. The, mate. I know it was inevitable, but bloody hell. He doesn't look that happy. Well, you wouldn't be happy going more than didn't tank his... Oh, because they're... They're not live. Why did they... I mean, that, that was just really weird. Yeah, because the South Ad, uh, Aussie boys are at... Uh, at the uh, at the pub. Okay, so GWS are now on the clock. Yep. Wouldn't it be great if it was like the uh, American sports where they could pick, take a kid, and then on trade him straight away? What's PJ? What do you got there, mate? Hang on. What's going on? Oh, here we go. Definitely get a live feed. That was a very, very strange, very strange. So we expect GWS to bid on Darcy. Yeah. Well, that you would think so. That's that's the one that everyone's saying that they should bid on. Uh, or will did, bid on. Did you, did you think that Dacos is pretty funny coming out and basically having a crack at GWS for not even interviewing him? <laughs> well, he's a funny one, Dacos, because I think it was on SEN. They basically got him rating the Collingwood list. And here's, here's a, a, a rookie coming in. Doesn't matter how good you are, he's still a rookie. And he's basically rating their list. And he's got to walk into that club room tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. There's a there's a bit of reaction. Very strange. They must be uh, must be on delay. They're at the pub. What's the what's the pub near Adelaide Oval? The cath- not the cathedral. The, oh, the cathedral. Ca- cathedral. The Queen's yeah. I think it's the cathedral there. Well, good on you, Jason. That was hard end and well deserved. Well, GWS. Um, you know, all you would think from a list management perspective, they should go tall. But all the word is that they're they're going to take Callahan. So this is going to be a very interesting pick. This next pick, oh, yeah. because we're going to bid on Darcy first. So we've got to get that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, we've got to get that out of the way. Because I don't. Oh, Malcolm Blight! Come on, Blighty, you're a bloody crow eater. 
How are you getting? I'm I'm on KO and I can't seem to get bloody live. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I'm a couple, I'm still a couple yeah, of seconds behind. Yeah, you. shift your slider thing forward. I'd do the same. Yeah, as Vadi Magic says on the chat, don't mention the Hawthorne game. How bloody costly has that win been? Yeah, I don't. Lonely as Shoko, I don't think it's a freebie, um, but I can't be sure because I've got a sub on Ko, so someone else might be able to tell you, but uh, I don't know. Oh, all right, get off North Melbourne now. We've finished with them, and GWS only got a minute and a half left. So uh, can we just move on? Yep. AFL coverage, please. Because this next pick, as I said, Pete, is quite pivotal uh, for us. Yep. Um, you... Because there was a lot of talk about GWS being into Richelli as well. Yeah, they're interviewing uh, Jason Horn. There's only a minute left for GWS. This is a very, very weird coverage. I think the Magoo's got it right. It's all being very stage managed. They'd be saying, "Don't put a selection in yet because we want to. Yeah. We want to interview Horn Francis." Yeah. Um, and, and don't um, forget, people in Discord, if you want to uh, have a chat about things, um, there's going to be time for quick snippets. So uh, stick your hand up in the Discord chat if you want to uh, have your say. Uh, well, all this. Love is going on, <laughs> and uh, well, I apologise. Answer down to forty seconds. Well, oh, thirty-one, thirty actually. You're still behind, Pete. I'm down to thirty-three, thirty-two, thirty-one. Oh, the picks in for GWS. So they'll finish their interview with Jason Horn first, and then they'll tell us who GWS has done. Um, but as I said, you know. If they take Callahan, that wipes us out. But if they don't take Callahan, then uh, you would think that that locks Finn into uh, Adelaide's list, don't you think? Well, Gold Coast, do you think Gold Coast would take it? No, I don't think so. I think they're locked into uh, Mac Andrew. Right. Okay. I think. What the hell do I know? But that's my read anyway. Bid pending. Here we go. The dog used to come in for same day. How's it? How's a doggy style? Just picking up, pick one and pick two. Yeah. <laughs> or playing in a prelim. Yeah, it's I not know. bad. Not it's bad not business. Bad. Not bad business if you can do it. Yeah. Well, you know, father sons are just a roll of the dice, aren't they? So. Mm. So what? The doggies get five minutes now to to bid. Well, no, they've bid. So GWS have taken Sam Darcy. The Bulldogs have uh, have uh, put in their pick. So that's a, that's a. That's a fait accompli, that is. So Darcy goes to the Bulldogs. How long do they get, though, before this is confirmed? Well, I think it's done. They put forward their picks as long as they add up. Then uh, it's done and done. Mm. Right, well, OK, so it's going to be... Uh, uh, so now, now GWS, do they get another five minutes? Uh, yeah, I think they probably do. I think they do, and that's why this coverage is going to be nine hours. <laughs> Interesting looking at last year's draft there. Uh, um, Ronnie Thilthorpe and Nick Cox, kind of the big guys coming, uh, yeah. coming out of that draft. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Gil. We already knew that. So that's done. So Darcy to Bulldogs at two. 
It's interesting that this draft has, it's got the potential to be really, really boring and just go the same way that a thousand yeah. mock drafts have. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're just, it's like when you're watching a really bad TV show and you're just hoping that there's a twist somewhere that'll get your interest. <laughs> yeah, someone, come on, someone do it. Like, and then a live trade will come up and it's like, pick, you know. Pick 72 and 76 for... <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, as you said, Pete, the Bulldogs have done really well. This kid uh, is developing really nicely. He's come on really quickly too. Yeah. And he's 205 now. Uh, that's a good size in modern footy. Brad Johnson can't wipe the smile off his face, as you'd expect. All right, yep. so uh, GWS yeah, under 3.45. Annoying, I'm still five seconds off the pace. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Oh, it's just KO. All right. Um... Yeah, so we've said we've talked about Finn, we've talked about Josh Sin, we've talked about uh, who was the other lad that you brought up, um, Hobbs. Can you see anyone else in the frame, Peter, at Adelaide's first pick? No, I can't. I think that's. I think it's going to be. I think that if we pick at six, you know, it's probably going to be Rochelle, isn't it? No, let's be honest. Maybe Hobbs. <laughs> Um, I'm probably reach. I'm, I'm sure I'm reaching at Nazire, and I think that the reality is is that the only way we get him is if we uh, if we trade back and pick up probably Richmond seven and fifteen. Yeah. Do you do seven and fifteen for four though? Well, probably in the, see the thing is in this draft four is probably the last of the value picks. Yeah. Seven and fifteen aren't. Like even seven is is it's getting into the crapshoot time, and fifteen definitely is. You'd probably want probably a second is, rounder as, next year. As we're as we're talking about it, yeah, I reckon the whole. I mean, you're talking about the Victorian kids, a lot of it is a crapshoot, even at the higher picks. Yeah. So right, here we go. Picks in. Picks in. Finn Callahan. Close to upset, man. There goes Finn. Finn's gone. There you go. An interesting pick by GWS considering their list profile. Uh, I still had my doubts about whether they would take him, but there he goes. Uh, I think Hamish should be pretty disappointed, but probably uh, not unexpected. No, he'd be having a chat to Nixie about right, right about now, about that Hawthorne game. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Yeah, I... I it's a question I'd love to ask Hamish is how, how much uh, do they talk between the recruiting department, the list management department the, and the match committee about these sorts of things, this sort of strategy? Yep. He looks good, doesn't he? He's a good talk- size. Oh, yeah. Look, he, you know, terrific kid. About, a lot of talk about it being a, a real flight risk in Callahan. So, you know, there is that as well to, you know, to consider. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we still would have taken him, but yeah, later down the track, we'd sort of have to 
work out and see how much value GWS actually get out of the pick. Yeah, well, I mean, the Bulldogs might end up with two and three out of this draft in a couple of years with uh, Callahan's links to beverage. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, Gold Coast on the clock now, expected to take a tall. Mac Andrews, Mac Andrews. Yeah, one. I think. Will they bid on Dacos though? Oh, they'll yeah, oh, they'll probably bid on Dacos first. Yeah. Uh, well, have all the clubs got together and thought after that interview with Dacos about the fact that he wasn't going to take one? Do you reckon they've all got together and thought this kid's a flog? <laughs> and we'll just let him drift out to about ten. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> because well, there really is no com- compulsion to to take him. I, and this is the thing with the, with the, with the uh, father son. It's like, well, you're only bidding to take away picks, but at the end of the day, Collingwood's picks are rubbish to get the points to get Dacos. Yep. There's no real compulsion to pick him. You, you're almost thinking to yourself, oh, stuff it. They can just take him at their pick and be done with it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Full Metal Jacobs is watching porn, apparently, which would probably be more interesting than... <laughs> <laughs> probably more interesting than what's going on here at the moment. Especially getting these bids out of the way. That's the... Ends up with a, a, a team, you know, giving themselves 10 minutes on the bloody clock. Yeah, Radicus Horn Francis is a Port fan. Obviously got a relationship with uh, Fabian, his stepfather, who's got Port Heritage, of course, so I don't think we'll see him in Crows Guernsey. Unfortunately, I think that's done and dusted. Yep. So, you know, and I do recall, I went back through last year's podcast, Peter, and at the end of last, I think it was about round 18, I caught some vision of Jason and I said, we have to do whatever we can to make sure that Jason Horn's on our list next year. And it, it's, it's a real shame, for whatever reason, and we can argue the reasons why, but it's a real shame that we've missed that opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't agree. Couldn't yeah, agree but he's a, free, but he's a Frio fan because I didn't Fabian play a little bit for Frio at the end of his career? I think he did, Maybe. didn't he? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's a real shame, Peter. Uh, I, you know, we might rue this season as a, another lost opportunity, the same as Lukosius Rankin. Yeah. Um, because Jason would have just capped off our um, midfield beautifully. And I don't want to harp on about it, but it just wondered, you just wonder sometimes whether clubs are, are smart. Oh, especially being a local kid, you know, it's just um, very disappointing. But, you know, um, that's, uh, that's how it goes, unfortunately. So we're going to now, we've got the, uh, the bid for Dacos in. So it's all going very, very smoothly into plan. I might just I might log off in a minute. <laughs> just leave, leave me hanging. Leave you hanging. It's all a bit... Um, yeah. Well, see the other thing. The the other question too, with regards to Rochelle, if we, pardon me, if we do take Rochelle, does that mean we don't need Isaac Rankin anymore? Oh, absolutely. That's him done, isn't it? And a lot of people would say Jordan Dawson basically rules Jack Lacocious out, which I tend to agree Mm. with. 
Um, you know, if we take Rochelle, then that's Rankin done. Um, you know, now you can argue... Because always... Sorry. No, go on. No, I was going to say, as always, there's going to be great talent in the draft pool next year, and it's going to be much more exposed. And I reckon we'll, we'll want to hit that draft. And, you know, I'm not sure... Yeah, I'm not sure that either Jack or Isaac fits what we'll really be needing. No, and it's a tall draft next year too, supposedly. Mm. Uh, good tall stocks, not so many midfielders, but as you say, Peter, uh, exposed form. I want to briefly touch on the WA lads because I think you and I both agree that um, the when we're talking about uh, exposed form and, and the worry about well, our concerns about Victorian kids, I, I can't help but think but the Western Australian lads have been severely overlooked in... in um, discussions this draft. Yeah, I agree. Particularly Johnson. I yeah. think he's a terrific player. He um, he really, um, at times, uh, looked to cut above. Um, we didn't see a lot of Erasmus, unfortunately. He mm. had um, some injury problems through the year. He, yeah. Although, funnily enough, he seemed to be able to get on the field for club and school. Just suddenly, you know, when the exposure state games came up, he Yes, went missing. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Went went missing, but um, so that might just... I think that that will push him to Frio's pick without too many problems. Um, Mm. So, but I think that he he shapes as the best uh, of the kids. It's just a shame we didn't get to see a lot of him. But, yeah, you're right. There was a lot of of good... A couple of key defenders they had as well who were really good, although... Our forward stop, how key forward stops weren't great. Yeah, mm. no, you're right. They, they had some really good kids there, but it's just this obsession um, with Victorian kids. And, you know, uh, normally I would say, yep, you know, you, the chances of getting a, a, a top line Victorian player are, you know, are higher, but just thinking this last year and this year, you know, just worries yeah. me a bit. But well, it's just what. Me. What what struck me about the WA kids watching the championship games and the and the curtain raiser was their physical size, their physical development seemed to be, uh, pardon the pun, head and shoulders above the SA boys. They just seemed to be bigger, uh, better developed across the the upper body. Um, they seemed to be more ready made physically for AFL football. Would that is that something that you noticed? Yeah, I thought that they beat us up a bit and. Um, they were, um, you know, in the end, they were, far, they were, oh, we had moments in those games, but we mm. were certainly undermanned, there's no question about that. We were particularly undermanned up forward. Yeah, oh, yeah. And um, yeah. some of those, uh, some of those kids uh, for, uh, for, for WA really stepped up. So, yep, no, they, um, they were very good, uh, very good as a unit. And, I, I, you know, I'm the same as you, I'm surprised that some of them, you know, two or three of them are a little bit further. Yeah. Um, into this first round. Yeah. So we've got a pick in for Gold Coast. Let's see what happens with this one. Let's see if uh, everyone, if the draft just remains the same as everybody's been Mac predicting. So this should be Mac Andrew. So Mac Andrew, yep. That's the one. So we've got Mac Andrew to Gold Coast. Everything going to plan Everything going so to far. Plan. Which is somewhat disappointing. <laughs> Quite disappointing, isn't it? So we're 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 going to be watching Hamish now just to um, um, oh look at that! That's a great scene for Max's family. There, look at his mum, very very glamorously dressed there. 
I think he's going to be a ripper. I think he's going to be a ripper, Mac Andrew. I really do. I loved his highlights. He's uh, he's raw, but my goodness me, he's so agile. Look at that. Look at the look at the speed for a big fella like that, and the agility. Yep. Look 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 at this. Look at that. Look at that agility. He's going to be a gun. Yeah. 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 He'll be be a very very good player. Yeah. So we are now on the clock, and now I think probably what a few of us want to actually see is um, trade in. Trade in. That's what we want. We're taking bets. So uh, on on chat in Discord and on uh, on YouTube, uh, put your put your put your own bid on whether we're going to actually take uh, take a player or whether we're going to take a trade. Mm. I think I'm. Come on. I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be uh, disappointed. I think because I think we're playing a straight bat. I, I think we're going to play. I think with those picks that have come before us, I think we'll be playing a straight back and straight bat. Sorry, I should say, and uh, we'll end up doing exactly what uh, all of the mocks have said that we'll do and take with Shelley. Yeah. Um, but uh, and we'll, of course, as good supporters, we'll get behind him and hope that he's uh, he's a great player for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, right, feminist, you're out too. I'm sick and tired of this bullshit that you put on all the time about Tex Walker. Uh, you said it once and I'll let you do it, and now you're gone. See you later. Ta-ta. Come on, Hamish. Come on, Reedy, click a trade. No, they're still interviewing, Mac. We've got another, we've got another two <laughs> minutes yet. <laughs> Come on, where's the live trade? Trade, love trade. Come on. <laughs> Come on, I know. Well, you know, I mean, even if we don't live trade, it's not a guarantee that we take Josh. <laughs> yeah, nice try, fam. <laughs> oh dear. I think I think it's going to be a little bit of an anticlimax, unfortunately, but that's how it goes. Look, I'm going to say it before we pick it. If it's Josh Rochelle, I just think it's a waste of a of a top four pick. Yeah, I just think it's a waste, and it's we are very unlucky to be happen to be the club along with North Melbourne that are going through a rebuild during the bloody COVID pandemic. Oh, that's just you know, so crows though. Isn't it? When stocks are thin and all the rest of it, it's just such a crows thing to happen. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's a shame. Here we go. Picks I'm not, in. I'm not seeing anyone. Picks in. Uh, I'm not seeing anyone on the phone. And the picks in. So it's Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle. It's Rochelle. There we go. Well done. Well, that's the only climax. But uh, there we go. Well. All right, we're going to get behind him, Fane. Yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, he's now a crow. He seems happy about trading. His parents seem happy about being traded to Adelaide. Um, it obviously hasn't been a secret. Um, we can now believe uh, all the uh, all the smoke that's been around that pick. Um, and you know, know what? I, look, the family looked incredibly happy. His mum looks really happy. His dad looks really happy. And so that's a good. I mean, that's always nice to see the family get it. There's no sort of like mum tears thinking, oh, you know. No, that's right. I'm always leaving. Yeah. Um, so you know, that's that's great. And so, yep. 
hopefully, um, you know, he'll be um, a little bit of dynamite that we haven't had, and um, he'll give us a little bit of energy um, across our forward. And I kind of feel like he's the Gallucci pick that didn't work. Do you think he's the Gallucci pick that didn't work? It's, it's kind of that style of player, do you know what I mean? Well, um, I think he's got more tricks than Gallucci. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To be so, fair. I'm being, a bit, I'm being unkind. But he kind of is, is that kind of high half forward type sort of player. And, but anyway, um, congratulations to Josh and welcome to the Crows. And let's just hope that um, you know he can bring that that same energy and that same little bit of the X Factor that he talks about. And um, he certainly looks like a well-adjusted kid. He's been at boarding school in Melbourne, so he's been living away from the family for quite some time. So it's no big deal for him to move. Yeah. Um, I think also importantly, Fane, for these boys, is that I think that they can they can now move interstate with a much clearer head with all the, a lot of the COVID stuff you know, in the rear vision mirror with borders and things like that. I think yep. that was probably a really, really damaging thing for uh, Fisher in particular. Agreed. Um, and I think for a lot of the boys, very, very damaging. And I think that probably contributed a lot to Jordan Dawson coming home. Uh, I think so you no doubt about it. Yeah, so I think for the kids that have lived through it, um, it's been a really, really difficult time. But I think that hopefully now his family is feeling much more comfortable with the fact that you know, um, the borders are down. And let's just have, uh, let's just listen to him, Pete, for a sec. Yep, sure. Well, I definitely say Toby. That's fantastic. Now you had a choice between soccer and footy. We're glad to see that you've gone with with footy. What what was behind that decision? Um, I think at the end of the day, I was uh, very passionate um, in football. I loved playing both sports, but when it comes to making a, a decision, I think I was always going to go down the football pathway. Now, tell us about the impact the Shepherd and Swans have had on your development as a football and as a person. Yeah, Shepherd and Swans has been massive for me. Um, growing up there, watching my, my father and my uncles and, and my cousins go through the ranks, it's, uh, they've, they've helped me along the journey and it's been very good. What are you looking forward to most about joining the Crows? Um, I think I'm just yeah, really excited to, to go in day one, earn the respect to my teammates and, and yeah, just get stuck into things. Kicking a few goals as well? That's exactly right. I love a goal here and there. <laughs> and a few celebrations too? Yeah, won't, don't do anything too strenuous. Just keep it too basic. Nicely done. Well done, Josh. Thanks very much. He jokes there about the celebrations. My understanding is he knows how to do the, like, round-off backflip. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, maybe grand final day one. <laughs> one year. Well. Well, that's in the soccer yeah. background of the yeah. yeah. well, so no, <laughs> might be something a bit more subtle there with AFL. Yeah. Just there. showing his, his uh, scout profile there. We'll listen to, listen to this for a minute. Of course, that's only over so four games, so six games or something. I'll just put up, just for the sake of people's information, I'll just put up the profile that uh, was uh, part of the uh, Draft Central or Rookie Me um, publication that they put out. Obviously he's uh, 180 centimetre, 78 kilogram forward midfielder from Murray Bruce Rangers. Uh, their analysis shows strengths of skills, smarts, finishing, athleticism, X factor. Uh, needs to stay in the game a bit more. His cons- consistency is a little bit down and also his defensive work rate which I don't think he's actually been recruited for. Uh, key attribute, uh, disposals um, above average, contested disposals, which is good, above average, athleticism above average, consistency average, versatility above average, but they rate his ceiling as elite, Peter. Um, yep. Projected it going at 6 to 12, so he's certainly at the top end of the projection. Um 
and uh, basically the uh, the draft profile there uh, basically says one of the most freakishly talented players in this year's draft crop. Uh, dynamic midfielder forward out of Murray Bush Rangers comes from an elite soccer background, as we all know, bringing the quick feet and smiling goal celebrations one would expect, but also a hard edge when rolling through midfield with a slick turn of speed and sublime skills. The 18-year-old has an awesome highlights reel and bucket loads of potential. It's a player who, at his best, has top five potential. As a leading small forward in this year's cohort, his stocks will be boosted even further and he will likely tempt clubs inside the top 10, which he has. Work rate and consistency are essential in the modern game, but can easily be developed in an elite environment. Rochelle will be drafted based on what he does so well, and there are plenty of traits which fans will quickly come to enjoy, um, as shown on the Fox uh, coverage in the NAB League this year, although I think he... How many games did he play, Pete? Four or six or something like that? Not, um, not sure. We've got we've got another invader onto the end of the chat that could use a, a red card, I think, Pete. Yeah, right. AFL fights and mellies. Um, the usual dickheads on here. Uh, where are you, mate? Uh, we'll just... See you later. Um, yeah, so average 18.5 disposal, 6.3 marks, which is interesting. Obviously gets uh, some separation. Average 2.8 goals. So basically three goals a game in his limited time in the NAB, which is good. Um, yep. I don't know what RMC points are, but he rated 92 of them. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, that's it basically uh, in terms of our first round pick. Um, we'll keep the coverage going um, as we uh, roll through. Um, I don't think there's any need for us to go probably past the top 10. Peter, what no, do you think? think uh, no, I'm out of here at top 10. Yep. Um, I, I do have my AFL buzzword bingo quotes here. What, what, what do you think we can use? I think X Factor. Yes. Uh, athletic Merc- Beast. Yes. Um, Mercurial. We've got next Dustin Martin. Mm, maybe not. Absolute Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, probably not. Played Against Men. No, he hasn't done that. Future Captain. Mm. Danish no. Wooden Fife Prototype. Mm. Draft no. Smokey. No, he's not, definitely not a Draft Smokey. No. Basketball background. Well, he's got a soccer background. We could almost squeeze that one in, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could squeeze that one in. Uh, Josh Ward's gone to Hawthorne at seven. Yeah. It's all playing out very nicely. So it's, it's going to be a really boring draft, actually. It's funny because they always sort of say, oh, you know, this is the most, you know, oh, this is really, really complicated draft, this one, where, you know, just all falling exactly how everyone thought. Go home factor. I don't think we need go home factor, do we, for Josh? No, I don't think so, as we just hide another dickhead. Um, <laughs> there are all the uh, Port Power blokes are out tonight, which is uh, fun and games. Um Obviously, nothing better to do. They'd rather troll the Crows podcast than actually worry about what they're doing, which is usual. Um, so, you know, we've probably got about 15 minutes left of this coverage, I would say. Uh, if anyone wants to air their opinion uh, on Discord yep, in the chat, uh, now would be the perfect time. Uh, so stick your hand up if you want to have something to say. Um, just a couple of announcements while uh, they're all rabbiting on Peter. We will be doing a full draft wrapped on on Sunday. It was going to be our last show for the year, but I've had to extend it by one. Um, 
So on Sunday, we will uh, be wrapping up the full draft. Obviously, day two of the draft tomorrow. We're not going to be covering that on the night. Um, but we yep. do have some interest given that we've got 33. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, Peter, you'll be along for that, won't you? And probably Macca yes, if I he's will. filling up to it, which will be good. Hopefully. We'll see Macca. Um, and I, I was hoping that I was going to be able to announce a name, but I'm oh, should I, Peter? I mean, it's pretty pretty much done, but I don't. No, I won't yet. Keep an eye on socials. You, you're the keep, one. You've got the uh... yeah. No, keep an eye on socials. We've got a uh, a very special guest lined up. I'm just not sure of the timing, and it will probably be a pre-recorded interview rather than live uh, chat. Um, but uh, if it comes off the way uh, it looks like coming off, it'll be fantastic. Uh, everyone will really enjoy it. It'll be very topical, and it will give us a good insight into the Crows' um, thinking during this draft period. And then on mm-hmm. Tuesday night, um, we will finish up for the year on Tuesday night, and uh, we will have some words from Crow CEO Tim Silvers. Um, again, pre-recorded, Peter. Uh, we will be uh, Outst- outstanding. Outstanding, Fiend, and certainly the um, the engagement from the club with the podcast has been uh, first class. Yeah, ha- have to give a a huge shout out to the to the club. Um, you know, we did some uh, player interviews earlier in the year. Um, I have to give a very special thank you to Reese Homfrey, who's the the media manager underneath Ian Shuttleworth at the Crows, who's been extremely engaging and, and accommodating. He's helped us set up the interview that I've got lined up for Sunday night. We're just putting the final touches on proceedings there. So, uh, 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 you know, I, I just don't want to announce the name, but I, I can assure people listening oh, to this... Fine. I can assure people listening to this cast that it'll be well worth uh, tuning in on Sunday night. Um, but then the Crows uh, have invited us and also a couple of other Adelaide Crows podcasts, probably uh, um, Sensible and, and uh, The Crowject, along on Tuesday afternoon for a chat with Tim Silvers. And uh, uh, they've said that we'll be able to have a, a one-on-one chat with him, which we'll be able to record and play uh, just to round off the season uh, on Tuesday night, as well as a bit of a... A going away party for everybody uh, and just uh, an opportunity for us to wrap up and, and say thanks to everyone. So uh, Sunday night, yeah. we'll probably... What do you reckon, Peter? Should we go later? Should we do it at 8.30 rather than 7.30? Yeah, 8.30 is fine with me. That's uh, no problem right. at all. So me. we'll do our Sunday wrap show at 8.30 this Sunday and we'll do uh, Tuesday night at the usual time of 8.30 as well. So stick that in your diaries. Keep an eye, an eye out on socials as, as uh, Jaya Miss goes to um, Fremantle at pick eight. Uh, keep an eye on socials. And certainly when we have that interview logged in and loaded, then uh, I'll be sure to announce it over Twitter, Twitter etc. Very quiet studio audience, Peter. No one wants to uh, have their say or stick their hand up, probably because it went as expected. Um, yeah, nothing much to really say, is there? But uh, certainly. Um, so we may as well just round off uh, this chat, Peter, um, with a couple of minutes of just thinking. And it's wide open, so it's complete speculation. Uh, but we've got 33. Yep. Uh, there's talk that... Uh, 
uh, young Matt Roberts might go that late. Uh, I don't think we're going to have any shot at some of the other SA talent like uh, Arlo Draper, which really disappoints me. Um, but do you reckon we might pick up Matt Roberts? Is that absolutely a chance? His management said that he thought he would be going from between 20 and 40. Um, and I'm going to be very, um, yeah, I'd be very interested to get a, you know, get a, a, a professional view on his season and the way that he, I, I see that Tony Bamford came out and defended him yesterday in the media and had a real crack at some of the uh, you know, social media pundits and, um, yeah. You know, there's still a lot of very high-level interest in Matt. Um, you know, he had a very serious ankle injury. He probably came back sooner than he should have because it's yeah. his draft year. Yeah. Probably didn't do himself any favours because of that. Um, so, yeah, he, um, I expect him... Uh, my tip is that he'll go to Hawthorne at their pick, I think it's 24, which will, yep. could become 26. So I'm calling Matt Roberts at 26 for Hawks. Mm. They had a lot of interest in him. Would love to see him come to the Crows at 35, it will be now. Yeah. Um, definitely his range. And I just think that yeah, if he did get to 35, then he's just too good a player to, you know, too good a player to uh, to overlook at that point. Um, so uh, that would be my feeling. Like Cooper Mealy's another one that, you know, could be around yeah. that pick in terms of the South Australian boys. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah. I think... Um... Matt is going to be a real good study on uh, talent identification because he absolutely slaughtered under-18s, slaughtered all comers in under-18s, yep. and, as you say, got his syndesmosis and uh, came back and played out of posse in, in the ones for South and didn't do terribly, playing, playing in the graveyard at half-forward, uh, but Ooh. it was certainly not a position that was going to showcase the talents that he's going to be recruited for. And uh, I'm just, you know, everyone says he's one pace. Everyone says this and that and the other is vanilla, etc. But I think, uh, and we said this to uh, to people when we were covering the South Australian boys during the season. I think he's a dead set two hundred game player for somebody. Yeah. And f- and t- so if you look at a player and think he's going to play two hundred games, you don't expect that he's going to go around thirty, do you? No, you really don't. And I, I think it's just an, an interesting study of a, of a player who dominated his his competition uh, in the first, you know, month of... Um, I think it's just been a, a real... Um, a real... Um, what do they call it? Collection of just things that have gone against him. Um, and that, that has been the fact that he, he had that first month where he was absolutely on fire and he was every, in everybody's top five. Yeah. And then uh, the perfect storm, that's what I was trying to say. It was a perfect storm for Matt this year. That's what I was trying to say, sorry. So then, and then what happens is the Victorian kids get up for four games. So everyone wants to obviously, you know, book up the Victorian kids. Then, and then, then he gets a league game, plays very well in his first league game. And if you've seen the highlights of his first league game, it was excellent. And yeah. then he gets his injury at yeah. school footy, unfortunately. And, you know, it was nasty. He was in a moon boot for quite a long time. Word was he probably should have had longer out of the game, but was desperate to get back. Yeah. And then he, he gets back. And instead of South, I was a bit annoyed, really, because instead of South putting him back to the under-18s, coming off from an injury, they put him straight back in the league team. Yeah. Not even a reserves game. Straight yeah. back in the league team. 
was a from huge Indian ask out. for a kid. A huge ask. Yeah. And, you know, as and this is the issue with their NFL clubs. Obviously, they've got their eye on what they've got to do, and they put him straight back in, and and, and then what they did is they put him in the graveyard spot. Right? So he wasn't even playing in the midfield. So. Yeah. So it was just the perfect storm for Matty, and he did, you know, he probably did use a, lose a yard of pace just in terms of his um, his injury. Yeah. But then it was, you know, he was managed in the state games, and and when they let him lose, he turned games. He did. He did. It influenced the games as Gibkus goes to Richmond. Small surprise at nine. I thought Ooh. they might have gone to mid Richmond, but uh, they've gone for Josh Gibkus. Uh, who at anyway, some... that, that was a curious case of Matt Robertson, so he'll mm. be a bargain for, because he'll he'll end up you know, next year being fit, and um, you know he's just a he's a pure footballer who will you know he will just play AFL. I'll tell you now, he'll play AFL football. He will play two hundred games. He will average twenty five touches a game, no problem at all. He's yeah. the smartest player in the draft. Yep. Um... Jeez, it's all happening tonight with a bloody chat. I tell you what, uh, I'll just remove that one. Um, yeah, look, it's uh, thanks, Donkey. Thanks for uh, your time. We're just about going to wrap it up. We've got one more pick here. Um, That's it. There's, like you said, there's um, Cooper Murley. There's Morgan Ferris, who's completely disappeared off uh, off most people's radars. Um, you you know, to see what happens with Morgs because I think. He's a real talent as well, and I think that, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see if someone is in the market for a third tall uh, a bit later in the draft, so we'll see how that goes. Rookie, rookie list, I reckon. Someone's going to pick yeah, him maybe. up on the rookie list, I reckon. Uh, yeah. And he'll be a bit of a steal. He needs a little bit of time to uh, to come up to physical speed, I think. Uh, but you're right, Peter, he's got a lot of talent. Um, all right, I have no idea who we're going to go for. There's so many... Uh, so many possibilities uh, at 33 or 35 or whatever the hell it's going to be it's pointless actually making uh, any sort of projection um, but look I think we'll wind it up here um, as Frio just about ready to put in their number 10 pick Peter thank you for joining us everyone on Discord My and pleasure. on YouTube thank you very much for Thanks, joining Wayne. us um, no Matthew we don't care about Port's pick uh, so we won't be sticking around. Don't forget, as I mentioned, su- Sunday night it'll be at eight thirty. Um, Maka hopefully and Peter will be on to wind up uh, the draft um, and talk about uh, uh, how we went. And we'll also have that very special interview um, that I promise you, I'm not blowing smoke up your backside. <laughs> I promise you, will be worth it. Um, so until then. Oh, come on, Frio. I tried to time it, Pete. I tried to time it just as the pick was in. It'll, it didn't it'll be Erasmus. It'll be well, Erasmus. Let's, let's just stick around and see if it's Erasmus. Um, uh, yeah, and obviously, uh, as I mentioned, our final show will be on Tuesday night. Don't forget, if you want to support the Crowcast, you can get around us on AFL... Uh, oh, sorry, patreon.com forward slash AFL Crowcast. Uh, eternally grateful to everyone who supports us on uh, Patreon. And if we do get that interview in before Sunday and recorded, I'll be giving access to um, patrons to that interview prior to Sunday. So uh, keep an eye out on socials and on your Patreon feed. If that uh, interview is done before Sunday, um, it'll be up for the uh, patrons to have a listen to. Frio's picks in.
and who have they taken? Erasmus at 10. So there you go, Peter. Erasmus at 10. Everything went according to plan. And on that note, I think we'll say goodnight. Good night, everyone. Good night, Payne. Cheers.